Welcome in to Christmas Clatter. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope everybody is safe, healthy, and well. I know Thanksgiving might be a little different, but I hope you guys are making the best of it. Hope you're getting to talk to all those loved ones you usually only get to see or talk to on the holidays, either through Zoom or Skype or FaceTime or Facebook Live or what have you. And hopefully some parts of the world, parts of the country, you're able to get together in some small groups. I know we're getting together in a small group at my family's house, at my mom and dad's house, just to enjoy a nice meal and to enjoy one another's company for this Thanksgiving. I take time to be thankful. On this Thanksgiving bonus episode, I have the wonderful music from an artist, Luke McMaster. He's put out an album called Christmas Present. At first, me and him talk about the album, go through it, stay tuned for after our conversation and hear my review of the album. So join me here on this Thanksgiving edition of Christmas Clatter. Here's my conversation with Luke McMaster. I'd like to welcome in to Christmas Clatter, uh, Luke McMaster. He's a uh, soul singer and uh, has a few Christmas albums under his belt. I believe he have four total, including this new one, uh, Christmas Present, that released. It has a couple original songs on it and some Motown covers and uh, tell you the truth uh, Luke I am a monster Motown fan uh, it was the first music as a kid that I knew I loved when I first saw the song list here for Christmas present I was a little leery because these were some of my favorite songs but I tell you what man you <laughs> did fantastic versions of them I was so happy with each and every one of them and the original songs are great thank you thank you you're done tell us a little bit about the always been a Motown fan or just something you wanted to tackle now <laughs> it's it'd be something that it'd be tough to just tackle it uh in in adulthood because there's a lot of depth to that music i was lucky because my i'm from a small town brandon manitoba right middle of canada northern canada and but my dad was a university professor that would travel around the world we lived in california for a year we lived in all these different places because he'd do these sabbaticals um he 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 was at Stanford University doing a sabbatical and um, he ended up doing one in Detroit and would bring home these stacks of vinyl records and I have three brothers and he'd sit us down he'd go, hey guys you got to check out this music and you know my brothers were kind of like oh yeah whatever they were more into into rock and that kind of stuff but it just set me off I became kind of like Rain Man just playing these <laughs> These, these records over and over again, everything from like Stevie Wonder to Smokey Robinson, Four Tops, on and on. And and I, I was lucky because I, I don't know, I believe in fate and serendipity and faith and all that kind of stuff. And I just felt like my, I feel like my voice was just suited for that type of music. And, you know, um, Smokey Robinson, when I heard him sing in that falsetto, just something clicked in my brain and, and my, my voice, my whole style just naturally gravitated towards that. And, and that's the road I've been on ever since. <clears throat> my dad worked for a local TV station for CBS affiliate and he brought home, uh, Murphy Brown, uh, which TV show known for playing a lot of Motown mm -hmm. hits in this soundtrack. It was going to syndication. So as, um, as a gift to some of the local affiliates sent out these cassette tapes of uh, Murphy Brown soundtrack. And he brought one home and I grabbed it, you know, had a cassette player, a jam box, if you will, in my room. And I put it in there and I was drawn to the bass. And mm -hmm. at the time, at the time I didn't know anything about 
music or anything like that, but something about that bass guitar, which I learned later found out was James Jamerson and yep. Bob Babbitt and those guys. I just, it just drew me and it, it just sucked me in right away. And those, those grooves and those beats were so infectious that, you know, 50, 60 years later, they're still some of the best tracks laid down. And, and absolutely. And yeah. uh, Motown put out some of the best modern Christmas music of the sixties as well. Just some really great stuff. And, and, uh, I kind of knew your answer because I was looking through your discography and saw you had songs of Smokey on there. And it's like, I took yeah. a listen to that and that was super cool. That was wild. Uh, that was something that I got, like I mentioned, my label Green Hill that are out mm -hmm. in Nashville, not too far from you. Um, they, I got the, a random phone call from my A&R guy, uh, Greg Howard. And he just said, Luke, um, what would you think about doing a, a Smokey Robinson reimagination album just like reimagine all his songs in your style and i was just like are, is that a facetious question of course like uh, are you kidding me and he said yeah this his publishers primary wave uh that own his publish a lot of his publishing they've heard what you're doing and they they think you'd do a good job of this which it was a huge honor for me so i i spent um last i guess it was last fall recording this this record and the whole way through, they kept saying, you know, we're, we'll, we're going to send this to Smokey's management and he may hear it. Mm -hmm. I can't promise you that he'll hear it, but he might hear what you're doing, <laughs> which was really exciting and really scary at the uh -huh. same time. So we finished the album and sure enough, they, they sent it to his management. His management sent it to him and he all of a sudden there was this tweet that, that came out from Smokey and it was like, have you guys heard this guy, Luke McMaster, or this version of uh, Ooh Baby Baby? I love this. And I just, my head just exploded. Like it was oh. the craziest thing. You know, and I've been, I've been really blessed because I've gotten to work with um, some icon, what I call icons of soul. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did a documentary and an album, same name, Icons of Soul, where, you know, I've been, like, I, like we were talking about, Todd, you know, my whole life being influenced by Motown and soul music. I was lucky enough that I met a guy that knew some of the people that made that music, including, including a guy named Lamont Dozier. And a lot of people might not know his name, but they certainly know his music. He wrote and produced with the Holland Brothers for Barry Gordy and Motown. He was one of their primary composers, and he wrote songs like for the four, a lot of the Four Top stuff, um, you know, Can't Help Myself, uh, at, what's it called? Um, stop in the name all the all the supreme stuff um like i said the four tops martha reeves and the von vandellas just just an incredible writer and i got we got to get together with him we got hooked up with him to work on my album and so obviously when you're working on music with someone you, you get all these great stories you get to know someone we had cameras there which and so we shot the experience and put a little half hour documentary together about our experience and a lot of, a lot about his life and interviewing him. And then of course, like, so, so, and, and then getting Smokey Robinson to hear some of my music. It's just, I've been really lucky that, that I've been able to experience some of this stuff and I've learned so much. And, you know, going back to Christmas present, my new Christmas album, you know, I don't think I could have made that same album 10 years ago. Because I, I just, it, it's not an easy album to make. It's, it's easy now for me. It's really fun. And, and the musicians I get to work with are so talented. But 
um, I just felt like, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I wouldn't have taken it on. I wouldn't have, I would have been like, you know, I, I, I want to make sure I can do these songs justice, but all the things that I've learned by working with these guys, I've just gone like, okay, you know, I know I have Lamont's voice kind of in my ear going, no, 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 you got to do the harmonies like that. Okay. No, no, no. Put the, put the background singers to the side of the mic here and, you know, just make stuff that I can't believe that's in my head now. So, um, thanks again for your, your kind words about the album, but it was a, it was a labor of love for sure. Yeah. This is kind of, it seems like where it's kind of your love for Motown and your love for Christmas kind of, kind of meet here because you you do have, you've picked some heavyweight songs here to cover for Christmas present, which I really, really admire your gusto for doing so. (laughs) Exactly. It was, uh, ambitious. It was, but, but the thing is, 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 uh, like I said, you, you really pull it off and you, you have a couple original songs on here that fit fit very well in this mix. I'm, not every song on here is, you know, a Motown, a song like White Christmas was originally being Crosby, but you cover more of the Drifters version mm-hmm. uh, of the song. But the, uh, the song Christmas Present, when you sit down and write songs like this, I'm always curious about writing Christmas songs. How do you get that Christmas feel but sing about something, you know, you don't want to be like a cookie cutter Christmas song that just throws out all the... Uh, Christmas cliches and, and things. Yeah. Um, Christmas present. Uh, I wrote that with my writing partner, Aaron and a really talented, uh, uh writer out of the UK, um, uh, Melissa Bell. And you know, it, that one started with just like really good question, Todd. Like mm-hmm. there's certain chords, like these chords for Christmas present. I don't know if you can hear that, but uh-huh. Those could be, those could just be a kind of more of a soul song, but the first lines of that song, when we when we were working on it, because because we, we started another Christmas song that was very Christmassy, like very mm-hmm. more classic Christmas, and I was just like, oh, okay, well we you know what what about something like this, and and we just kind of spat out, would it still be Christmas if we couldn't be together? You know, that first line kind of, we just, it, it just it, stream of consciousness, whatever you want to call it. And it just had this whimsical vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just took on a life of its own from there. Like I said, you know, we, I could rewrite that song, I'm sure, and, and do more of a, just a straight up soul, soul tune. But, mm-hmm. you know, the Christmas present, that turn of phrase too, just, you know, we're living, to live in the present mm-hmm. and be, and just be thankful for that gift, for the, for being with people and being um, mindful of that and ha- that feeling of gratitude that I'm sure is one of the big reasons, Todd, that you love Christmas so much and you have this, this Christmas podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm the same way. I record a lot of Christmas music because it's just a chance to, you know, share that feeling of gratitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great to get a nice Christmas present, right. but I'm, you know, in the song, you know, um, it's more about, that gift that you have of the family that you have or the friends or the people that are, or or even it could be even a pet, just some, someone that's there or something that's there in your life that, that you can lean on. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas presents a very fitting Christmas song, especially for coming into the close of 2020 and all the Mm -hmm. the craziness we've been through, but it's going to be one of those songs that's really going to live on, you know, just pat past this year because of the subject matter of, of being in the Christmas present. In fact, I, I just finished a, uh, social media series called Christmas with purpose where I had seven steps to kind of help people to focus their Christmas and, you know, make sure that the the time doesn't just fly by with, with us 
sitting there wondering where did all the time go? Because, you know, as, as we sit here in the States, we next week is Thanksgiving and then, and then it's on for Christmas for us. It's just, mm-hmm. it's the mad dash <laughs> through, 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 through the year. It's a marathon to Christmas, but as we get closer, you start to do that sprint in uh, a song like Christmas present, it, you know, really helps. Oh, thank you. I, that was the goal. That was the goal. So that I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. It, it is, uh, you know, time flies by so quickly. And when you have a 2020, like you said, like we've mm-hmm. had, and we've all been forced to seclude ourselves at times mm-hmm. uh, and be, be forced to be away from our loved ones. And, yeah. and, and it really is like absence makes the heart grow fonder, however you want mm-hmm. to put it. But you go, man, you used, I used to just be able to pick up the phone and, and call my mom and just say, Hey, you want to swing by and see, 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 see the girls. I have two daughters. And mm-hmm. it's just like, she, we went months and months and months without seeing her. And uh, mm-hmm. it was really, it was really tough. It was really tough on my girls too. Right. So yeah. they, they just, and getting them to understand it, you know, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, again, I think it was just one of those subconscious things when we were, when we were writing Christmas present, it was just, it, that was, it wasn't, we sat down intentionally to do that, but mm-hmm. I think all three of us were feeling that, uh, at, at the same time yeah. and it came through. Yeah. I, li- I listened to, I listened to the album multiple times to, to really get it in my ear and, uh, I listened to Christmas President and it, and it, and it kind of washed over me the way it was written with the backdrop of the 2020. And I thought, and I kind of got a, alone for a little bit and kind of put myself in the headspace of what if, you know, this was a Christmas was coming up and it was like a really great year. Like everything just, you know, someone had a, individually a, a great year and, you know, all is well with the world. And I listened to it again and it, in the, the, the lyrics, a well-written song like Christmas presents, the lyrics, you will hear different things or they will, or a phrase will hit you a completely different way, you know, depending on the mindset. And it was like, it still fit because it was like, okay, let's just get centered. You had to, you had a, you know, you had a, a, a heck of a year, but let's get centered and let's focus at Christmas time and be, and be thankful for what we had, you know? And yeah, yeah. You're, you're really, <laughs> I, I hope, I hope all the listeners kind of, you know, I always feel like they, again, that's really well put. They, they interpret it. It means it's like Einstein's theory of relativity, you know, mm-hmm. and music is in the ear of the beholder, mm-hmm. however you want to put it. But, but I think this year, a lot of people will feel that song, hopefully kind of the way that you're, that you're, that you're feeling it, that you're yeah. vibing on it. So that, that makes me so happy too, because you know, you, that's the other thing about recording an album at in this time that we're in. I was hiring musicians and horn sections and doing it like we're doing right now. Like, over, uh-huh. like, like, Hey, this is the song and talking to the horn arranger. And yeah, like these are some of the horn lines, you know, that I'm thinking for here. And he, you know, so you're not even in the same room with them late this summer. We did finally go into a studio uh, to do some recording. Very, very socially distanced, everyone in masks, everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and man, it was just, it was a beautiful thing. And I was just like, oh man, I miss this. Like, Todd, I'd love to be sitting there by that Christmas tree with you, right? Yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> Maybe someday we can do that and we'll appreciate it a lot more. Have a, have a little eggnog and just, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. For, so. I, I tell people all the time for the people that don't play a musical instrument, don't really know the magic of sitting in the room with a bunch of people and making something mm-hmm. musical. It's just, yeah. it's just a feeling. Um, that that's hard to top and it's hard to beat feeling the air move. Yeah. Same thing, same thing with concerts. And, you know, I had to cancel all my tours this, this, this fall. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's hard to describe to people. Hopefully a lot of it will be rescheduled, but it's hard to, to, 
describe to people so that they fully understand it's not just oh you just book those shows like mm -hmm. that's that's like years of like uh getting to know presenters and building your fan base and hiring musicians and working out arrangements and booking flights and, you know, all the travel and the hotels and you don't necessarily just get refunds for everything and all that right. stuff. There's a lot that goes into it, but it's so worth it because you feel that air move and you feel like when I go to see concerts and see some of my favorite mm -hmm. musicians, you know, it's just, it's just something that you can't describe. That being said, I'm very, very thankful that we live in an, in a time where you and I can, this is the next best thing for me yeah, yeah. as opposed to a, just a phone call. I can, I can, I can kind of feel like sometimes forget that we're not in the same room together. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've done a lot of, I do a lot of live streaming uh, through, through this uh, club soul, my club that I've started, I'm, I'm actually wearing the t-shirt now, mm -hmm. um, you know, where uh, we come together, people that love Motown and soul. Uh, and I, I do full live stream concerts. I do, I'll just turn, turn this on. And, and when I'm writing songs, the members can kind of sit with me and, and, and watch my songwriting process. And we do a lot of fun stuff together. And that's been amazing. I wouldn't have been able to do that, you know, uh, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have right. had the technology. So very lucky that we have that and that, you know, you, people like yourself can continue to do your, your podcasting because it's important that we have some kind of connection. And, um, and I'm glad to hear how well you've been doing. It sounds like yeah. you're just, you're just, you're crushing it on the, uh, Christmas podcast. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. And I, I've always told, I've always told people I will do recording over the phone, but I prefer just to see the person's face. Absolutely. To, yeah. There's just so many social cues that you get from watching somebody that, that makes the conversation a little bit more smooth. I want to move on to the second song of the album this Christmas, because this is Donnie Hathaway's version mm. is like one of my top three favorite Christmas songs. It's always my favorite Christmas songs always rotate, but it's like one of those that every oh, time, is. every time I hear that intro, um, I just melt into a Christmas puddle because <laughs> I, just, I just love that guy so much and, and oh. such a great vocalist. And that was, and, that was scary. That was doing yeah. that was scary. And you know, I, I did it and I, I told the label too. I just said, look, here's the deal. Cause they really wanted me to do it. They said, look, we think you can do a, a great job of this, but mm -hmm. I just, here's the deal. I want to reserve the right to, pull this i'll send you the demos and stuff that we do but i need to pull this from the record if, if it's not up to snuff and i nearly did that several times mm -hmm. because i just it's donny halfway but yeah i just same as you man i just i hear that intro and i just get lost in the song and uh -huh. so, you know I, I didn't sing it a ton i only did a few takes and it just connected with me and i would never say i would never compare it to the donny hathaway song yeah. but it just I just really wanted to be part of this, this album, yeah. just, just, just as a nod to him. Cause I'm with yeah. him and he's just, there's what a voice. I, I'm one of those music fans. I don't mind when people cover songs and I don't mind it if they really cover them in a different way, you know, really mess them up. But this, this Christmas is one of those songs that I just, for whatever reason, I just want people to kind of stay true, stay true to the song. <laughs> and you absolutely did that. And it is, Oh, it, thank you. It is a fantastic version of this Christmas. And they're and very, very insightful of you. Cause you know, you're, you're echoing conversations I actually had with my, my, like my collaborator, Aaron, where, where we did like you, you, you hear this album, you'll hear uh, some songs that I, we really flipped them on their heads. Uh -huh. You know, if you, if you listen to, um, Oh, what's the song? Uh, uh, not I'll be home for Christmas, but there's a couple where it's just, 
very, very different, mm -hmm. very soulful, very almost mm -hmm. sultry kind of. Yeah. That, but that one, we, we had the conversation with about this Christmas and we're just like, mm, how do you like, we can't go too far off. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it is what it is. And mm -hmm. it's very insightful of you actually. We won't run through all, but you know, like a white Christmas is a little bit different, even though mm -hmm. you stay true, but it, you have that, it sounds like an upright bass mm -hmm. in there. And, uh, and I knew exactly what the song was just by playing it, but it was just a little bit different take. The one I really liked that, that was to me was quite a bit different was uh, let it snow. I'm not a big, that's the one. yeah, that's the one I was trying to think of. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I, I like, I mean, I, I'm a Christmas guy. I enjoy let them snow is not one of my favorite, but I am a sucker. I guess that was like a Rhodes piano or something in there yeah. or, or a similar sound. I am a sucker for a good Rhodes piano. And, oh, uh, and yeah. I think that's just from my, my Ray Charles love in, uh, in uh, oh, you are, notes. Are you, are you, you're a musician then. I you, play, but I, I, I dabble on the bass. I knew it. I yeah. Knew. You know, yeah. you know your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Joel Parisi and the guy that played, uh, that's a, that's a real whirly on that too. Oh, that's, is it? Not, yeah. That's the real thing. And he is a Ray Charles like fanatic. Uh -huh. And yeah, that one, uh, very sultry, very, very groovy. It's a totally, it's a different, I think it's uh -huh. a time signature. It's it's it, 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 I totally reharmonized too. Like the chords are a lot more, like, you know, almost like um, like what Marvin. Like I was like, what would Marvin Gaye uh -huh. on this? It reminds me a bit of um, Let's Get It On. Yeah, uh, that was a bit of the inspiration. And and yeah, Joel just oh man, and that and and I love how like our guitar player Justin Abbott and uh, he's just one of the top Canadian guys players just incredible they they both did solos in that song so if you check out that song in the solo section they did they did full solos but they were both so good because they, they both were like yeah yeah well, you know i threw a solo on here you know in the space you gave us cool and then joel sends his and i'm like what am i these are how do i how do i choose so we didn't we just half it starts with the guitar solo and it ends with uh, with the whirly. And, and I talked to Aaron and, and I was like, is that kind of weird to do? Like, I don't hear that a lot where unless it's live where people are mm -hmm. trading off and I'm just like, ah, that, that sounds great. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there's two, there's two things that will suck me into a song right away instantly. And it, it's a, it's a Rhodes piano and it's like a pedaling piano, like on uh, you really got a hold of me. Just something about the, mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. that, that kind of thing. Just, yeah. For whatever reason, sucks me in every time. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, I was surprised that uh, you covered uh, uh, Mavis Staples' uh, Christmas Vacation on here, which was really cool. <laughs> that yeah, I I looked for some covers of that. There's there, there, there there's not there's not very many good covers of that song. In fact, that song used to be really hard to find. There was some, some rights or issues or something with it. So finding the original Mavis Staples version is tough to find. Yeah, because I think for the movie, there's a different singer on it or something for the soundtrack. Obviously, for yeah. the Chevy Chase classic yeah. movie. Yeah, and I, I, I got to know the song through that movie because mm -hmm. my uh, my family just, we watch, like we're already watching Christmas music. So oh, yeah. Christmas yeah. movies, I mean. Uh, it's like, <laughs> it started a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, and that one, it's like every year, Christmas vacation. Yes. You know, uh, Elf now is a standard. and mm -hmm. But but yeah, Christmas vacation. And I always just used to love love the the, the how fun and how soulful that, that song was. And especially mm -hmm. the Mavis Staples version. And um, yeah. so we, yeah, that was, that's another one where 
I was a little less nervous about that because like, hmm, you know, I, I know what I want to do with this. It was just, it felt more more like a clean slate on that one as far as like that. The, yeah. the, the, the production, especially on the soundtrack, was very 80s, which is great, but it's kind mm-hmm. of more boombastic. And we just stripped it down. So let's live drums and replace some of the string lines with like real horns and stuff. Um, and and I, I love doing uh, vocal arrangements. I go crazy with that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I just, I love like call and answer harmonies and a lot of the stuff I learned from Lamont Dozier about like how, like when he worked with the Supremes, you know, his gospel influence and like call and answer. And um, mm-hmm. so I'm able to apply a lot of that stuff and I really applied it in, in Christmas vacation too. So yeah, that was a fun one. It's a, it's a great, great version. And if anybody's out there looking, still kind of looking for that uh, Luke's version here on Christmas present is in my mind, the go-to cover of that song. It's the best one I've heard. And I'm not just saying that because you're here on the podcast, but it is the best cover oh, thank you. <laughs> of that song of, of the famous oh. staples. Yeah, version. I really appreciate that. A couple other songs I want to touch on. Wonderful Christmas time. You know, I'm a Beatles fan. I'm a Paul McCartney fan. To be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of the song. And I, I don't really know why. I mean, when it comes on Christmas radio, I won't turn it or anything unless I've heard it you know, two or three times that day. <laughs> I really enjoyed your version so much better than Paul McCartney's. Uh, I feel like I'm going to get struck by lightning from you saying that, but thank you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's just my uh, personal I opinion. I, like I said, I'm a big McCartney fan, and and but I, for some reason, it, it just didn't work for me. I don't know if it was, I'm not sure what it is. I don't know if it's, it's a lot of crazy, like synth stuff going on. And like, like I, I think that's what it is. I'm a real yeah. meat and potatoes guy, and there's not a lot of, foundation in the in that the original version not real drums it's not yeah it's very i think i think that's when you know synthesizers were really starting to come to come out and i i, ha- I just have the feeling with wings and everything that they you know when new technology comes out you can just go down a rabbit hole and it's got a charm people obviously people love it it's a it's christmas oh, standard yeah. um but mm-hmm. yeah that was another one where it was it was just like uh, easy I don't want to say it was easy. It was one of the easier songs to reinvent because I'm, I'm with you. I, I've heard it so many times when it comes on the radio, I'm just like, man, I'd like to hear a different version of that with just more like, how would Al Green do it again? Like how would, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when Green Hill, my label said, yeah, we want you to do your versions, like reimagine these, these Christmas mm-hmm. songs or, or, you know, maybe this Christmas don't reimagine it too much, but but yeah, wonderful Christmas time. You just have to, and 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 even some of the um, reharmonizing and some of the, the horn arrangements on that one. I really, I hope people check it out because our horn arranger Ian just it, just some really interesting stuff that kind of builds and 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 follows kind of what McCartney was alluding to. But it's again like, mm-hmm. I, and that's the other thing. Like I'm, I can't wait to go on the road with this. You know, I'm praying hopefully next year doing a, a Christmas mm-hmm. tour a substantial Christmas tour because you know, the, the guys in the band are like, when do we get to tour these? And I'm like, Oh, you know, what do you mean? And they're like, Oh my God, these are just like, so these are going to be so fun to play live. And that's always a good sign to me too. You know, because when you, when you're working on it, you're like, man, I got to get on stage and do this. And I know I can't wait to hear Justin, you know, just go, go off on that guitar solo and, you know, mm-hmm. Oh, so hopefully that happens. <laughs> If it does, let me know. I'll promote it here on the podcast, even if it's, you know, several months out. That way people can. Absolutely. You'll be my first. You'll be my first call. <laughs> For sure. Maybe I'll bring you closer to yeah. my area and I'll catch up with you on yeah, the concert. Absolutely. And that'd be fun to see. You really uh, 
you bit off a lot covering a little Stevie Wonder with your last song. Someday at Christmas has been a song that you hear a lot at Christmas time, but I don't think a lot of people catch the meaning of it. And you you cover it wonderfully, and I found uh, your cover of this to be a little bit more stirring than than what Stevie did as far as highlighting the the conflict it talks about and the hope, you know, that people become their better selves at Christmas. And I think that's one thing that the Christmas provides a lot of people's a lot of hope because just for those few days around Christmas, everybody's a little bit better version of yourself. And it's like, well, why can't we be that every day? That's really well put. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that was, that was when we wanted, we, we really wanted to, to end the album with that song for that exact reason. That's a really insightful way to put it. You know, we, yeah. why can't we, I even have a song on one of my earlier albums called, uh, you know, I wish every day were Christmas day. And, and, and kind of mm-hmm. about that, 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 you know, when you're passing people on the street, you, you just, people are smiling more. People are more inclined mm-hmm. to help each other. And Stevie mm-hmm. just brilliantly, you know, it's just, they're powerful lyrics. Really powerful. They are. And I think, you know, it gets, it's a great song. It gets played a lot, but I think lyrically that that song really kind of gets passed over. I don't think people really listen to what he's, what he's singing in that song and Mm -hmm. uh, but the the way you arranged it you know it really lets those lyrics uh shine and it's it's a fitting bookend between this and christmas present on this album i don't know if you intended it to be that way Uh, i wasn't i can't take credit for full credit for the uh the the song the track listing greg howard brilliant he's Mm -hmm. again our a and r guy at green hill in nashville and uh Mm -hmm. he just he actually loves he's like i can't wait to you know figure out the order and he'll play play the album over and over again and i he always just like oh what do you think and i'm just always like wow i just love that i love that sequence and wow you know like what you said i think he intentionally bookended it with christmas present and someday at christmas because Mm -hmm. you know it was almost like uh it became a bit of a story arc in a way um i want to ask you this i always ask people a little bit about their personal christmas traditions are there any Christmas traditions you had when you were a kid or you said you was a, you know you had two girls or Christmas traditions that the that you do now that you people might find a little uh, unusual or a little funny because they just spurred up out of something um, oh, that's a good question I mean we're we do so many of the cliches <laughs> because uh-huh. uh, my wife is a Christmas holic uh, and now my daughters are just like they have been indoctrinated into the Christmas spirit and mm-hmm. they just they they get so excited and when's Christmas like it's summer it's still summer uh you know we have we're hanging stockings I'm trying to think of anything oh well okay yeah there's one thing that we do that's very unusual is uh we do lobsters for Christmas dinner (laughs) and it's I don't know where it started I think it started with my my in-laws because they've spent, they were lucky enough to spend a lot of Christmases uh, in in the Caribbean, and they couldn't try, and I think one year they couldn't get a turkey, and they're so nostalgic, and you know, and it, it killed them. So they just like they're like, okay, what's what do you, what would the, be the equivalent of a turkey in the Bahamas? <laughs> and it was lobsters. So we still do, we do kind of two Christmas dinners. We still do a turkey dinner, but then I forget which night it is, but. We, we we end up doing a big lobster dinner and uh and you know the 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 burnt butter and and uh and then there's i think they still do stuffing so that's kind of i, I don't think a lot of people are doing that probably <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, sounds good. I'm I'm always game for oh, a good yeah, lobster. Yeah, he, absolutely. He, There's know, lots of butter on a turkey, lots great. of butter on a lobster. I guess it makes sense. I don't know. Maybe 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 yeah. the lobster is like they, they start calling it the turkey of the sea. The turkey. <laughs> the sea. Uh, yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, Luke, let everybody know where they can uh, find you at and uh, and follow you on social media. Yeah, I, that, I'd love that. Um, I love connecting with people. I really do. So, uh, my all like you can find me at Luke McMaster Music on Facebook, and then everything else is just LukeMcMaster.com is my website. Luke McMaster on Instagram. Luke McMaster on Twitter. And then um, if you go to my website, I encourage people to check out Club Soul. It's uh, it's a subscription, pay what you can, whatever you want. And we all just join together and get our uh, get our love of soul on together. And it's like I said, it's just been so much fun. I'm, I'm actually this Thursday, uh, I'm going to be doing um, a Christmas concert, my first little Christmas concert. I, I do a lot of like loop pedal stuff, piano, guitar. And as the pandemic lifts, I'll, I'll bring in special guests and I'll do others, other other enhanced stuff and hopefully meet people backstage, Club Soul. I call them my soul lovers. They'll be able mm-hmm. to come backstage and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, um, please reach out to me. I'm super responsive and appreciative of people's support, allowing me to, to have a career, which not everyone does, where I get to do truly exactly what I love to do. And I, it wouldn't mean anything without connecting with people so and i'll have all those social media links and of course uh links to the album uh, christmas present on my show notes on the website so you guys that are driving uh you'll just be a couple taps away when you get to where you are safely and please pull over and, before that uh yes, break anything down yes. <laughs> and uh a christmas present as long as as well as uh uh luke's other christmas albums are all on on the major streaming platforms and there are uh, CDs uh, of Christmas. It's all available through my website. If you want signed copies, um, my distributors are closed down because of the pandemic right now, but I'm hand mailing everything and you can get signed copies this year of Christmas present, which hasn't happened every year, which has been really cool. So you can yeah. just go to, you can get all this stuff on my website too. Be sure to check out Luke and all his other music. He's a, a, a fantastic artist with a, a lot of great songs, Christmas songs. And then uh, once Christmas rolls on and you move away, he's got some fantastic stuff that to, to hold you for the rest of the year till we hit Christmas again. And mm-hmm. Luke, I appreciate you joining me here in Christmas clatter and uh, hopefully we can talk, uh, sometime soon yeah anytime Todd that was super fun and uh, if I don't talk to you before then Merry Christmas I think I could have talked with Luke for hours and hours we had to seem a seems like we had a lot of um, similarities in our musical taste and liking a great guy to talk with hopefully he gets to do that concert soon I would love to go see him in concert and encourage each and every one of you guys to go to his website lukemcmaster.com like Luke talked about, this uh, album is kind of the clashing of his two likings, Christmas music and Motown. I can't seem to blame him a whole lot for that. You can really see that in his discography with all the tributes he does to Motown and the Christmas albums he has. This album, Christmas Prison, is a soulful dive into Christmas. The first track is an original in which the album is titled, It's a Reminder of Enjoying and Celebrating Christmas, No Matter How Great or Disappointing Your Year May Have Been. It's a call to live in the present. Would it still be Christmas if we couldn't be together? I just assumed you'd be here. It's been a hell of a year. I love 
Following Christmas present is some heavyweight songs that took a lot of gusto to record, but McMaster does well in playing homage to the icons that recorded these songs decades ago. Standouts for me are This Christmas. Let it snow. Oh, the weather outside's frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Since we know place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. A wonderful Christmas time. Having live musicians cut the tracks for this recording was ambitious during this pandemic year. But the live feel of the drums, horns, and instruments add to the album's charm. Christmas Present gives us the warmth and timelessness we love about great Christmas albums. McMaster's vocals are soulful and the perfect modern sound for these Motown reimaginings. I highly recommend adding Christmas Present to your playlist. Luke McMaster has given new life to these Christmas standards and given us an original song that should be a modern Christmas classic. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you for listening to Christmas Clatter. Please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at Christmas Clatter Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Clatter Podcast. Send us an email at christmasclatterpodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at christmasclatterpodcast.com. And as always, remember to keep Christmas hope alive every day. Thank you for listening to the Christmas Podcast Network.